This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Good evening once again everybody and welcome into the KCLR studios here in Kilkenny for Come On Kind. We are still on season 3 and we are on episode 12 with all county finals now done and dusted at adult level. We are concentrating on the provincial championships which took place last weekend and we're going to be discussing the matches that was taking place last Saturday and two cracking games that we had with the Kilkenny champions James Stevens in action and also our Carlo champions in Michel taking taking part in what was a thriller above with the Kildare champions up there. This weekend coming as well, we also have games coming up and we are going to be talking about that very shortly. But as always, I am joined in studio by my co-host and commentator and analyst, Anya Fahim. Good evening, Anya. Good evening, Martin. How are you? I'm grand. Just pull that in a little bit closer to you and we can hear you much better. Good weekend last weekend? Yeah, really good weekend. Really good result for James Stevens in the Leinster Championship. They got their Leinster campaign off to a really good start, so we'll probably discuss that later on. And we'll probably also be going through some... Come on, kind All-Star nominations. I'm telling you, that's going to be proving very, very difficult Mm -hmm. indeed. But first, we are going to concentrate on the AIB Club Championships for the junior level, which are taking place this weekend. And Mount Leinster Rangers are going to take on Maynooth of Kildare in their quarterfinal. And the man at the helm for his second year there in Mount Leinster Rangers is Derek Deegan. And if I push this button, I should have Derek on the line. Good evening, Derek, and well. Welcome into the podcast. Well, lads, how are we keeping? We are great now. Thank you very much. We've had a busy weekend, but no more so than you're going to have a busy week preparing now for your quarterfinal uh, against Manute. So I suppose, Derek, bring us back to a couple of weeks ago. You took part in the junior decider uh, against Burren Rangers, I believe it was, in Dr. Colin Park or Netwatch Colin Park, as it's now known, in what was a goal fest. But what I couldn't actually believe, it's your first year entering a second team and your first year entering junior. That's some accomplishment for the club, in fairness. It is. It's brilliant altogether, Martin. You know, just even to, to feel the team, um, Joe, to feel the second team at the start of the year we're looking at uh, we have a lot of underage coming up and just Joe, uh, you know, to introduce the second team Joe, just to uh, blow them into uh, an adult style competition and hopefully to make that step up then onto the senior team in, in years to come and um, I suppose what happened during the year as well was some so-called retired players or whatever came back you know to, to play at junior level so there was a great mix there of, of youth and and experienced players be careful with the word you have to say <laughs> there but uh, well, so we, it was fantastic and it it just it, it kind of steamrolled as the year went on with the junior team like you know and uh, we had a league uh, we got into a league final where Burn Rangers won that day the and then we had the group stages of the championship. And again, we got through, got a couple of wins on our belt. Bet Michael then in a semi-final then and, and got through to play Burn Rangers then in, in Dr. Colin and Netwatch Colin uh, the second weekend of October there. And um, we, had, we had probably two weeks of training going into that final. And look, we said we'll give it absolute everything for that game. Uh, for Mount Leinster Rangers there's been a lot of heartbreak for a lot of girls there uh, 21 years without uh, any adult success I was just uh, actually going to bring that up with you Jerry, because I couldn't believe that when I actually read uh, the message as well from yourself looking for a bit of info uh, on the, the Mount Leinster Rangers because with a club that is steeped in tradition in hurling and camogie up there it's actually hard to fathom that the, the adult Camogie team within the club hasn't won a county title in 21 years so I suppose celebrations was really joyous uh, and well overdue up there after your junior victory Yeah like and and it was just a sense of emotion was let out when the final whistle blew uh, from everyone not just the players themselves but the supporters and the great support we had up there and when we brought the cup as well back to Boris Joe it was more of a 
a sense of relief that it can be done. Do you know that was a stepping stone? Do you know that uh, uh, Mount Leinster Rangers team can't go to county final stage and, and win? You know, and it was great for a lot of players that have been through the mill year after year after year to receive nothing. Uh, and now that they have that medal in their back pocket, like, you know, to have that sense of achievement for the effort that they put in throughout the year. And then for our under for our under 18, you could say, you know, the younger group, you know, that it is a stepping stone for them to build and not just to, to stagnate on just one county adult medal, you know, to drive it on as they progress throughout their career as well, say. Yeah, you mentioned something there as well about getting girls back and we found it here in Kilkenny, especially that we now have a junior C competition that a lot of the girls that have stepped away from Camogie over the years have decided to come back into it because maybe they fell away from the sport a couple of years ago, but they have a, gr- a new grow for it. And maybe looking at the success that we've had in Kilkenny, I mean, the success that Michel is giving and Mount Leinster Rangers now at junior level is giving all the girls around. I mean, going into a Leinster competition is going to be great for them girls as well. And especially when you're uh, on the road and on the travels up against uh, Maynooth as well. Um, do you know much about your opposition for the weekend? Sure, look, we, 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 we know a small bit here and there, like, you know, we can't be spilling beans on the air now or anything, but... Uh, look. Well, we wouldn't ask you to spill the secrets now anyway, Derek. <laughs> um, look, I suppose, Martin, that's the beauty of, of this competition. Do you know, it, it's a... It's a, a, a all the teams are, are winners. They're all confident coming into this competition, like, you know, so obviously we're, all teams are there in merit. Uh Minute are a very young side, you know, for what we gather. Um, it's in their backyard as well, say. So we're going up to Lions then, like, you know, on Saturday. Um, look, again, I suppose for majority of teams in the country, hurling, camogie, football, whatever, say, the county title is, is the holy grail. We've achieved that. We're now in bonus territory, you know. But again, we have that confidence. We have that feeling of winning. And we want to continue that and continue that there. And hopefully that goes again then on Saturday. Well, it certainly does. And I suppose you're not only representing the club too, as you're representing Carlo going forward into a, a provincial competition as well. So you'll have all of the Carlo clubs wishing you the very best, the same as they would have been with Moishel last weekend as well. But the fact that it's a, a quarter final, Derek, and I know you're probably only taking one game at a time, but realistically, when you look at it, it's only two games away from a Leinster final, which is something, you know, that maybe these girls may never have thought that they could have been competing in but get over the line against uh, Minute at the weekend and then it's only Nave Ain or Eamon I should say uh, of Leash standing in the way so potentially after two games a lot of them girls could be playing in a Leinster final Oh they look again that's that's the beauty of this it's knockout competition now like you know but again Joe come three o'clock on Saturday we could be finished hurling for the year you know Um we just have to take it one step at a time, one poker ball at a time. Uh, look, hopefully we'll get through it now on Saturday and, and look forward to a, to a semi-final and just, you know, again, we'll just concentrate on that. You know, you, we, we try to take one step at a time. If you try to jump forward, you might trip, you know. Yeah. So again, we just try to keep the head level uh, concentrate on the task in hand and hopefully we get through it. Well it certainly would be great and I suppose the added benefit is the winner of year game is actually after getting drawn at home against uh, Nave Eamon in the semi-final so it would be great that if there was a, a senior or a, a junior provincial semi-final going ahead in Mount Leinster Rangers I can imagine that the whole community will be out in support for you. You can imagine so because, in in, in fairness, there, there is a great sense of community sound there. It's a, it's a it's a great club, you know. In fairness to them all, they put in a great effort behind the scenes, and they're very very collective with each other. Like you know, we all know the the winnings of their men's teams over the last number of years, you know, and they brought great joy to the to the town the town and the town of Boris and Ballymurphy and Rahana. Uh, and now it's the girls' turn to do it, like you know, and you could feel that the, the knife he brought the cup down the street, and it wasn't the best of weather now, Martin, you know, but people were out, you know, under their brollies, you know, cheering us in, like you know, and, and they don't mind once you're after winning, Jerry. No, exactly, exactly. <laughs>
But I suppose just on that, I mean, as you say, I mean, I, I class Mount Leinster Rangers as being a small enough community like where you're located there as well. You know, you wouldn't have a huge population around the place. So, you know, anytime you get to a county final and you win it, as you said, didn't win one for 21 years, then it comes along and you have one at a junior level, which is great for the club. You're getting girls back. You're also putting the community on a and a provincial scale then as well so it's all good and it only boosts what can potentially give younger players coming up a chance to play and say well I have a chance of playing in a provincial championship in a couple of years Oh no exactly and it's even you can see the rewards straight away like our, our minor girls are through now to a Ryan A final now the weekend after next like you know so it's all go for them at the moment like you know uh, and playing very well which are to play with Boris Vocational School and they're flying it at the moment you know and it's just that roll on effect uh, and hopefully into next year then rolls on then say to our senior team to our junior team again and to all underage teams as well say I was just thinking actually when you mentioned Boris because I've done a couple of matches with Boris is uh, Orla Dormer or Orla Bambury is she's known still teaching up there uh, I, I believe so she's in the school already yeah. yeah I thought that and our new intermediate manager of course this year is going to be a Mount Leinster Rangers uh, manager as well with Shem Kelly there so Mount Leinster Rangers are really putting themselves on the map including coming into the territory here in Kilkenny uh, and taking our over our uh, adult teams as well which is all great but look it's all in good fun and we all enjoy the the sport Derek and I know you're a a man after our own hearts and enjoying it as well while it might be a a bit of a headache trying to pick a team for the weekend I have no doubt you're certainly going to relish the experience and relish the chance of potentially having a home semi-final in a couple of weeks time Yeah you know I I like that with the headaches of picking a team and that's the the strong panel that we have like you know Joe between our the management team, we we could, we and we have takes different fifteens between us, you know. And but it's a great headache to have, you know. It just reflects the strengths of the panel that we have and and the group of players that we do have, you know, going into battle, like you know. And if the county final is anything to go by, it was a panel performance. The full twenty was used, and you know, to to get one one off the bench as well to to see the deal at the end as well like you know and that's what you need like you know Well I suppose anyone watching the underdog series last Saturday as well against Waterford will know that you have to have a strong panel in the background to be pushing fellas or girls along and getting the best out of them and I have no doubt that that's happening in Mount Leinster Rangers as well so Derek thank you very much for joining us on Come On Kind for your first ever occasion in with us hopefully it won't be your last occasion um, and we'll be able to chat to you again at the weekend but the very best of look to you and the Mount Leinster Rangers team as you do take on Maynooth in the AIB Leinster Championship quarterfinals at junior level which takes place on Saturday and I believe it is a 3pm throw-in uh 1.30 Sorry 1.30 my, my apologies I had it down here as 3 o'clock but a 1.30 throw and so yeah the very best of luck with that Derek and hopefully next week we'll be able to give you a shout with uh, some good news Perfect there, hopefully. Lovely. You're a gentleman. That was Derek Deegan, the manager of the Mount Leinster Rangers junior team that is going to be taking part in the competition this weekend against Maynooth. And they are down to almost semi-final stages because that is the last of the quarterfinals with the winners taking on Nave Eamon of Leash. And Anya, it's great to have the Carlo teams taking part and we've said it this year that we want to promote the Carlo teams our neighbours as much as possible because we've said it over the years like you know that um, they have some really talented Camogie players is there they're maybe not getting the coverage that some of those players deserve and it's only right that we try and help them out and promote the sport as well because it's great for a small little parish like Mount Leinster Rangers to be taking part in the Leinster competition Yeah it certainly is and it's great it's a really good thing for Carlo Camogie too I think it's only going to make them stronger you know when you've got two teams now that are going to be competing in in Leinster stages and you know both having good victory both you know kind of going to the next stage of it you know Derek being a, a Tree Castles man you know he's you know <laughs> steeped in GA from Tree Castles I believe he was actually the former chairperson of Tree Castles GA there at one stage so Derek knows what he's talking about he knows he knows what needs to be done he knows what needs to be done to succeed as well and you know he was involved with Blacks and Whites I think there not so long ago and you know he's got all that knowledge 
and you know one thing that he'll certainly bring to the bring to the whole situation is going to be a passion for it and you know it's something that's really good to see and it's you know it's excellent as I said for Cardo Camogie It certainly is and as he said it's it's great to have players coming back. You mm-hmm. know that as well from partaking in a, a junior C competition with yourselves in Tullerone. Like there's other clubs as well that has got players back and that's what you want. You want to see former players mm-hmm. coming back, enjoying the sport again and not falling out of love with it. Plus the fact it gives them a chance to play a competitive game, whether it be junior C or as Derek is saying now, that they are now pre- are preparing, I should say, for a Leinster quarterfinal. Yeah, it certainly is. And I suppose like probably this year compared to a lot of other years, like we're definitely seeing a lot more players nearly coming back out of retirement. Um, and I don't know, has maybe that have been the after effects of COVID that people were kind of, you know, locked away and not able to do things that they love for so long. Is, the, is it that they're nearly coming out? Like we look at Jenny Reddy as a prime example, you know, yeah. she had maybe a year or two away from the Camogie scene and she came back and she said that this one was probably the sweetest one she's ever won like and that she's actually enjoying playing Camogie again like and I'm sure that's the same for every player you know that comes back and I suppose like for every player to come back then they, they are obviously coming back because they're loving their grow for it so it is it's really good to see and you know what this is exactly what these junior competitions are for it's brilliant and you do find your love nearly for that game again and you know that's what it's all about it's about finding the love for the game Yeah exactly well I suppose talking about Carlo as well I mean Michael was out uh, the weekend against Nace while we were in soaking conditions mm-hmm. out in the Kells Road Tommy Murphy was sunning himself um, up in Nace but I mean what an occasion yeah. of a game I mean we were looking through the Twitter account while we were waiting for Tommy uh, Michael was up at half time mm-hmm. it looked like they were having a very good game they were then I won't say coasting along but they were doing enough mm-hmm. into the second half but they left Nace come back into it and while it was looking very, very nervy when Nace got a goal heading into injury time, there was only a point in it. They showed their true character and why they have been all Ireland champions in the past to come back and draw it level and bring it to extra time. Yeah, exactly. You know, the one thing about, you know, every Michael team and every Carlo team is like the, the, the for them, the game is not over until the final whistle is gone. And by God, did Michael really do it in style there? And, you know, I believe they nearly had a chance um, in normal time as well. I think, did they miss it? They did. They we were listening to Tommy. Goal. Yeah, they missed a goal. Yeah, they could have won it for them. But you're right. Like, they had got off to such a really good start. And, you know, maybe did they take the foot off the pedal a bit, kind of let Nace back into it. But I suppose their experience has definitely kind of, you know, pushed him through that and to get a really good victory in that and they're probably going to have learned an awful lot from us going into the next round and they have to kind of have their wits about them that you can't just play for a half now you have to play for a full 60 minutes you can't let up steam at any stage because you know this is what happens and if that's any other team that comes back against them they might be able to claw back that difference but you know what overall I think it's it's another excellent result for Michael Camogie It certainly is but I mean to go on then and win it by I think it was nearly 12 points mm. in the end in extra time Yeah, like that really showed their class but one would have to ask the questions like yeah. if you can beat a team by that much in extra time and all the the opposition might have weakened and you know and the legs were tired etc like you'd want to be doing that in normal time and not putting too much extra time and energy on the legs especially when you're preparing in now for a semi-final Yeah it certainly is like I remember it happened to us in Tullerone a couple of years it's actually the year that we won the Intermediate County Final we played Clara in Freshford in a county quarter final and it was draw match full time like and to be fair Clara had the opportunity I remember looking back on one stage and the ball was dropped in Mary O'Connell was after taking a free and whatever way Ailish Langton was standing in the goal she literally had she was she had her she was outside the she was outside the she was outside the line but the ball actually hit off her helmet and went over the bar to bring it to a draw match. But if she was an inch further down, it would have gone into the back of the net. And I'll never forget just looking at her. She was gone pale white in the face. She didn't know where to look. She thought it had actually gone into the back of the net. But then we went out and we went out an extra time. I don't know. It was like a light bulb nearly just turned on. And it was like, right, you know, get your act together here. Cop yourselves on. You've got another 20 minutes like we bet them well that day but like you know it can it, these things do happen but it's like a light switch just literally turns on you but unfortunately that could have gone the complete other way for us that day and it could have been the same for Michael as well last weekend you have to nearly be finishing off these games within normal time because when it comes to extra time you just don't know what happens I suppose it's it's not really yes okay it comes down to fitness and that but it also comes down to real sheer hunger who wants it more when it comes to that, that extra time we watched it in the in the junior semi-final beyond in the park there with um, Wine Gap and 
Who did we? Oh, Dixborough. Wine Gap and Dixborough, yeah. Like that came down to sheer hunger. Who wanted it the most that day? And you could see by Wine Gap, they really, really wanted it the most that day as well. Yeah, well, it certainly was a a great result for uh, Moishal with an away uh, toy. And they're now going to be facing Nafina of Meath in their semi-final as well. So we wish uh, Brendan and all of the team the very best of luck in that. That's actually going to be on on the 19th and it's an away toy uh, in Meath as well there for Brendan and the Michael crew but look it's good times for uh, Carlo Camogie with Mount Leinster Rangers doing well Michael is doing well as well and you like to see that before the league start in early January towards the the latter part of it would say but I mean you're going to have a couple of challenge matches and that into it and we're certainly be going to follow Carlo Camogie an awful lot mm-hmm. more on our podcast as well this year just while we are talking about Carlo Camogie uh, and I know Mag is a good friend of mine as well so we'd like to pass on our sympathies to Mag Condell who is the chairperson in uh, Carlo there on the sudden passing of uh, Mrs Emily Condell Margaret's uh, mother-in-law there so from us all here on Come On Kind we send our deepest sympathies to that but on yeah on the other occasion of last Saturday while Michael was having it tough in Nace we were getting soaked to the skin out on the Kells Road as James Stevens took on Raharney of Westmeath the champions up there with eight in a row I believe it was this year and it was a tough task um, but James Stevens came through it in the end and had a good win. Yeah, they certainly Maybe did. made a bit hard work of it though. I think, yeah, I think definitely in the first 10-15 minutes, I think Raharney was certainly a lot more up to it and I felt like James Stevens really just couldn't settle into the game. And But I think it was certainly, it was that goal by Cueva Moore and that's what really kind of got them going um, from there on. And, you know, you just looked like James Stevens were never going to lose that game. But then all of a sudden, there was nearly like a purple patch there that Raharney got and they got a goal and a point. And you kind of were thinking like, oh God, is this revival coming back? Like, are Raharni going to keep pushing on this? Because, you know, for all the wants, James Stevens probably, you know, had one foot in the door and had their eyes closed as well. But like, they certainly kind of, you know, pushed on from there. And I have to say like, you know, there's there was some excellent scoring. Like the conditions were absolutely terrible. They really, really were. You could see Atrocious. the girls. I mean, even my programme is still wet yeah, from the other drowned, day. Yeah, drowned, yeah. Like, you know, it was the conditions were absolutely terrible, but you have to say, like, some of the passages of play were really, really good for James Stevens. Um, once they kind of got into their groove and once they kind of got their confidence within 15 minutes into the second half, they started to play. They can't afford to do that the next day. They're going to have to play from the start. But I think this is kind of like, you know, just dusting off the shackles and kind of getting on with it. But I think, you know, certainly some performance there, like Emma Minogue was outstanding. She was definitely the best player on the field by a country mile. Um, she was everywhere, you know, she was playing in around the middle herd of the field, but like she was up in the back, she was helping out in her forwards as well. She popped off two unbelievable scores in the yeah, second half. She did. She really was absolutely excellent. And, you know, you could see that it's a really the younger girls, they have no fear. Like, and we've always spoke about this, the younger players coming through the intercounty scene, they have no fear. And you could see it in the likes of Emma there, like she was absolutely outstanding, I felt. Well, John Scott was standing on the sideline and he was getting drowned as well and hopefully he's after dusting off the water trying to dry out the clothes because he might be needing them the next day as well. And if I push this button here, I should be joined on the phone line by the James Stevens manager, John Scott. Good evening, John. Hello, Martin. How are you? I am very well now. Thank you very much for joining us again. With Stefan on, you were just talking about how horrendous the weather conditions were last Saturday out in the Kells Road as well. But you managed to get over the line and you had a very good victory over the Westmeath champions in Raharney. But as we were saying earlier as well, a little bit uh, slow to start off, but you certainly finished the stronger and came away with a 113 to 14 victory over Westmeath to put you into your very very first ever Leinster semi-final. Yeah, look, it's it's great to be there. Um, we just had, as I'd be sitting to there, I just even a sat there when I was talking to you. Um, it's kind of like we're in bonus territory now. Um, look, the game was, uh, it was, the weather was uh, horrendous, all right. Um, but look, it was the same for both teams, I think. And um, look, I, uh, I suppose with the way the wind was blowing, it looked like it was going to be a game of two halves. They defended fierce well, I thought, now in, this, in the first half. Maybe we didn't 
shine as much, but we actually did play at Tottenham. You know, as regards defending wise, we did a lot of work rate on in the game in the first half, which was great. It's great to be there, right? It certainly was, and as I said to you after the game as well last Saturday, the goal by Cueva Morn uh, just before half time as well really set you up nicely to go in to the break with a lead albeit that maybe it might have been a, a little bit more but um, you were certainly the dominant team in the last 10 to 15 minutes of that half and maybe I suppose uh, disappointing for yourselves albeit it was a lead that you just didn't have a, a small bit more of a lead going in at half time Yeah it is and even against the wind uh, we probably did play first. we kind of more went more defensive probably in the first half um, like, look, we got a few chances to score uh, actually goals in the first half as well. But there was actually a girl, I don't know what her name was now, number four, but she made some unbelievable blocks. Yeah, it was Mary Gerrisy. Yeah, she had some game herself. Like, um, and she stopped two point blank goals and nearly think now during the first half. Uh, if they had gone in, look, it could have been a different story at half time. But uh, look, I think myself that we still. Um, we were kind of. Uh, you were just saying that we were more dominant probably in the last 10 minutes of the first half and probably the first 10 minutes of the second half. And we kind of lost our shape a little bit. But You did, so, but in but fairness, when you were losing your shape, I mean, you were after making a couple of substitutions as well in it, which maybe didn't help the flow of the game and the substitutions had to be made because the players were just out on their feet. I mean, it was a, a slog to go through. It. I mean, the ball was heavy. The water was running down everyone's jerseys. They were soaked to the skin. I mean, the performance of all the players last Saturday in those weather conditions and to put on such an entertaining game, I mean, they really have to be applauded for it. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but I wouldn't have gone, I wouldn't have liked to go out with myself to be talking out to play on it. Uh, we were well wrapped up on the side ourselves, and actually one of the balls went out in the first half, uh, just over beside us on the sideline, and I picked it up, and the water was actually running down my hands <laughs> out, over the ball. So it just it was the conditions were terrible, and that's what you have to applaud them to go out and play, and such an entertaining game as well in that. 30 or 30 or 60 minutes or 65 minutes whatever it was playing yeah, it certainly was the water was dripping off every part of us including our table and we thought we had shelter over by the hedge at the far side to where ye were as well so yeah it really was uh, bad I suppose John they made uh, a couple of changes um, and Maeve Monaghan and Kira Kyo came on the two substitutes for them and they done a, a small little bit of damage to you I mean they got a, a goal albeit they only scored the two points in it so while the backs were predominantly dominant um, through that game and in fairness to uh, to Emma Gaffney and the rest of the gang back there they really weren't tested too much which is testament because he seemed to be out in front of all of the players and you were to the ball first so you really didn't play the players from behind so it was a, you were more on the attacking of the defensive uh, stage if that's fair to say Yeah it was yeah look and we'd be always telling the girls you know don't be afraid to go forward and you know anticipate the ball coming to you get out in front because if you were out in front they can't get the ball, you know. But just look, and that's the way we've been playing and we've been looking at it kind of all even through the season. That's the way we want to play as well. You know, we don't want to be defensive too much. We want to be kind of going forward all the time. And the girls, they like playing that way as well. A lot of the girls, as you say, Emma Gaffney and Eva Cancel and Hannah and Hannah Larkin, and they're actually girls that love to go forward. Even Anna Dottony there knows that they're slotting in half-back as well. And like the mass go forward, so we sometimes we actually had to put the reins on to tell them to go back. <laughs> Uh, well that's not a bad thing because we like a, a bit of uh, offensive play as well but we were just mentioning a player and you probably heard us just as you were waiting to come on with us as well uh, and I did speak to you last Saturday about Emma Minogue and you said to me you don't know where she gets the engine because she really was I'd say on every blade of grass out in the Kells Road last Saturday like she just had an unbelievable game and yes while it is a team sport and there's no eye in team I mean the performance that she put out there last Saturday was worthy of any player of the match if there had to be one Oh yeah definitely yeah she had an awesome game I have to say even from the very first from the very first ball that was thrown in till the very last ball I think she was actually she had the ball when the final whistle was blown so just unbelievable she just she travelled as you say every blade of grass that pitch on Saturday she was phenomenal on Saturday I have to say everywhere there was an outlet she was there when there was a tackle she was there whether it was be in our full forward lane or in our full back lane she seemed to be everywhere 
Yeah, she certainly was, John. And I suppose it's in bonus territory now that you are in your first ever Leinster Intermediate uh, Championship game as well. And it's not going to be getting any easier because it is St. Bridget's of Leash uh, that's up next as well for you. Albeit, I suppose it was great that you actually got another home draw. So it is going to be uh, either in Larchfield or the Kells Road, whichever it's decided on upon on the 19th of November. So it's great to have the home advantage again because the support for yourselves last Saturday, I think, really really pushed you on when you needed it. Uh, yeah, it is, uh, it is great now to get the home draw and uh, the, the, and be, just be with yourself and on and all that after getting the camogie, uh, a lot of people are more interested in it and the same, we've just been putting it up on our own James Stevens Facebook page and then Twitter and Instagram and it seems to generate you know, a good bit of interest in, and we're after the last uh, probably quarter final and the semi-final and the final at the county final and Last Saturday, just been phenomenal the amount of people coming to the games, which is great to see, like as well. And it's long may it last. Exactly. Um, I suppose, John, one disappointment uh, factor for you last Saturday was uh, an injury that was picked up by Michelle Teen. Is there any update on that injury, and how is she? Um, no, not well. There's no real updates. It was just wait and see. Um, she just got a, a belt in the, as we say, call it the funny bone in her elbow. Um, but look, at the moment, it seems to be okay. It hasn't, it hasn't anything hasn't happened since then anyway. So um, it hasn't swelled up or the pain. Now she still has a little bit of pain in it, but it seems to have settled down a little bit. And uh, look, and the best thing about it is we probably ha- we have three weeks before the next game so I'd say she'll be well rested now and well minded between now and then Yeah I was just going to say that because you did say to me as well after the performance that the team did put in that they were going to get the week off which I think everyone needs a week off after the weather last Saturday as well I mean the performance put in by both teams and especially yourselves towards the latter end of that to hang on and get that nine point victory is testament to the character of your team and how well that they're actually doing Um, and we're really looking forward to the, the progression of yourselves in that John and albeit the next day it certainly won't be an easy one but one that you won't fear the same as you didn't fear going in again Raharney last weekend No look uh, I think we we just kind of get our own ourselves right we don't care well I don't care myself personally about who we actually are playing against or anything like that just once we get ourselves right I there's a bit of checking out with about St. Bridges alright and they're not they're actually a very good team they have um, a good centre back. I think it's called a tiny and it's there. She's very good. Uh, and um, look, on Anya's nodding in agreement here beside me. So yeah, that's who it is. Yeah, she's a very good player now. Like yeah, yeah, she likes to come forward and score a few points and things of like that. Like, but um, look, uh, we'll try and get ourselves right for the next game. Look, it will be a fair old test uh, against St. Bridget. Uh, as I, I know myself that they are a very good team. But look, we'll try and get ourselves right. I know myself that if we're on our day, we won't be far away from their, their approach anyway, so... No, well, certainly looking at the performance at the weekend anyway, John, it was a a one that was a, a great uh, effort by all of the players and we've talked about subs coming in and it was the same with all of the subs as well. Um, last Saturday, it really is a, a panel uh, effort from everyone, um, including the coaches and the whole lot. I suppose if it is the weather that's there the next time, I mean, you might even consider an, an old tent or something, you know, for the broadcast the next day because I think we might all be trying to shelter if we have that rain like we had last Saturday yeah I might be in the tent myself <laughs> <laughs> well if you get one big enough I'm assuming there'll be plenty of room in it anyway we've been looking and we actually see uh, some of these like them sports uh, kind of like mini tents that photographers have I mean we've been trying to get everything but anyway uh, that's for another day but we're all going to be looking yeah. forward to the game it is going to be on the 19th of November and coming forward onto that game as well maybe the Tuesday beforehand when we do a recording at the minute is we might give you another shout just for an update on how things are going and how you're progressing into that game as well no problem at all Martin John pleasure as always and well done on a fabulous victory last weekend and we wish you the very best of luck in your upcoming semi-final thanks very much Martin thank you perfect that was John Scott manager of the James Stevens (laughs) intermediate team that was playing Raharney last weekend and I just need to turn off John there 
Oh, yeah, it was a good victory for them, to be fair. I mean, Raharney are no soft touch. I mean, you don't win 18 your titles uh, in a county. Um, I suppose it's a, a bit strange in a certain aspect of it. I mean, you have the same in other counties as well, whereas you're coming up uh, as an intermediate team within your own county and you're playing a senior team from another county because, as everyone knows at this stage, there used to be only three teams that was classed as uh, or graded as senior within Leinster, which was Kilkenny, uh, Dublin and Wexford. And out of those, every three years, one of them got a boy into the Leinster final. Um, you know, but that's all changed because St. Ryan has won the All-Ireland twice and Offaly is now the fourth team in Leinster. And we're going to be going to the Leinster Senior Semi-Finals next weekend because we're going to have Thomas T- or the following weekend I should say when we're going to have Thomastown in it but we're not going to preview that this week we're going to wait but albeit only again a senior team James Stevens put up a, a very good effort last weekend Yeah they certainly did and I think you know it was always going to be for you know a team like Raharney after winning so many county finals in a row like they're they've built a solid unit there and you know regardless of what grade they're at you know county wise I think when it comes to a club scene it's a very different very different kettle of fish like and you know they were heavily stacked there by Fiona Levy like she was always going to be a very dominant experienced player there but I felt like James Stevens She was in the first half like we said it she was but I felt then like everything kind of started to bypass her a bit and I kind of thought like you know would she kind of step up on Neve Dealey but Neve Dealey just continued to play her own game she didn't kind of bother with her at all really and I think that's where James Stevens kind of you know they really started to pounce like they just didn't not that they didn't care, but they weren't bothered about who Raharney had. They were just focusing on. They were just focusing on their game as well. Like Amelia Shaw had two excellent frees in the first half from so far out. Yeah, they were absolutely brilliant. But I think in all, you know, James Stevens. You know, they were just, they had everything kind of, they had everything well rehearsed and everything was really well structured and what they were doing. And they weren't wasting a lot of ball. Like, I think, was it only five wides they accumulated in 65 minutes yeah. of hurling? Like, and, you know, 113 to score 113 on the day that was in it you know like the weather was absolutely chronic like it was and the scoreline didn't flatter them no it didn't and to be fair John Scott was dead right Mary Gerrisy yeah I mean what a back Mm. two brilliant saves to stop what would have been waiting to certain goals yeah. for James Stevens. She certainly kept her club side in it. Yeah, she certainly did. Like she literally put her whole body on the line. She thrown herself in front of a ball there at one stage. I think it was a Kira Delaney or Cueve Mourned or actually taking a shot. I think shot. it was, uh, it was Nee Brennan actually, the Eve. number 12 yeah, had sorry, it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like she literally thrown her whole body in front of it like she wasn't letting that ball in. Like, and you know, Raharney, their defence really stood up tall but I suppose like when it came to it, James Stevens were just able to pluck up the points like and they were able to keep the scoreboard ticking over and I think once they got that opportunity to break in and they took that goal I really felt that's where Raharney were kind of starting to dwindle down because you know they obviously then had a second half where they were going to be against the elements as well like and they just weren't going to be able to keep the pressure on but I think you know James Stevens really just showed their class after 15 minutes of the first half they picked up the pace and every single one of them went at it like you know they had five they had five out of their starting six fours or score but Neve Brennan even though she didn't get on the scoreboard she worked extremely extremely she hard was she yeah. didn't get on the scoreboard very now to unlucky. be fair yeah very very unlucky like but her, her work rate like she was everywhere as well like you know Quiva Moore and popping in there with 1-2 Rachel Lahey scored 2 points Kier Delaney scored a point Sophie O'Dwyer had 5 points 3 from free 2 from play Neve Dealey popping in with a point as well and Emma Minogue of course with 2 unbelievable points in the second half like James Stevens are going to go I think they're going to go very very strong in this in the Intermediate Championship this year and I think I think kind of getting over the first hurdle of the Intermediate because it is new territory for everybody I think once you get over that I think every other game it's just you're going to have they're going to have the experience and the confidence that's going to be growing in that and I think that's that's going to be a massive addition to them It certainly is I suppose the other bit of news that was announced uh, during the week as well was the nominations of the PWC GPA Players of the Year uh, nominations and our own Miriam Welsh has been up for nomination um, along with Lorraine Bray of Waterford and Katrina Mackey of Cork Inlet. You know Miriam you've played beside her out in Tullerone and we've been waxing lyrical about the year that she's after having with Kilkenny so the nomination uh, probably was justified mm-hmm. um, not surprised I think the big surprise um, and I was scoring through social media all week as well is that while Miriam certainly deserved nomination the big talking point was why Katie Nolan wasn't nominated 
Yeah, I seen that. And you know what? I agree with it. Like, you know, definitely. I think it was kind of, I suppose, kind of heading into the semi-final final. There was probably like, you know, Miriam was kind of maybe being earmarked as going to be nominated for Player of the Year because she was having such a brilliant year with Kilkenny. And she did. She carried her form into the semi-final and the final as well. Like she, you know, she was up for a Player of the Match as well for the All-Ireland final. Yeah. You know, she was. She was absolutely, she was excellent. She's had an absolutely phenomenal year. Definitely her nomination was warranted and to be to be fair like I think you know you have to be absolutely crazy if she's not going to get it to be fair I think you're right I think Katie Nolan would have deserved a nomination as well for that um, I get I get where they're kind of coming from Katrina Mackey I also get where they're coming from and Lorraine Bray oh Lorraine Bray had an outstanding yeah, year she for was Waterford to be fair she's absolutely no, yeah. excellent but I do feel like Katie Nolan should have been should have been nominated on the other on the other side as well. Like she's been really really consistent for Kilkenny this year. And, you know she's kind of like a new player as well. Like she kind of broke into the scene only in the last two years, and like she won her first All Star last year, nominated for another All Star this year, which she should hopefully get as well. And very unlucky not to be nominated for a Player of the Year as well. And I think it's probably. You know, Katie's not going to care about it. She's not going to care that she didn't get a nomination. But like, you know, she probably certainly deserved it with the year that she's after having having as well. And I've seen a lot of stuff going on sportsshow.ie and that like, you know, how how has Katie Nolan not been given a nomination? And I think, you know, it is, it is a fair argument to make. Like, how has she not been given a nomination? Well, she could certainly maybe get a, a nomination for goal of the season already because we could see even online um, through social media, Mokali was playing mm-hmm. in their game at the weekend and Katie Nolan stepped up and... Yeah was performing very well at the football level as well as we know that Denise Cole is uh, playing with is it Gortnahoe? No, Munnahone. Munnahone, sorry, yeah. yeah Munnahone. And so And Michaela, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. And we have a couple of players that's good at the old football and yeah. the uh, the camogie as well. So um, well done to Mir on the nomination. I suppose we also need to congratulate our male counterparts as well in the hurlers on their All-Star Awards last Friday night, of course. We had four in total with Hugh Lawler uh, getting the full back, Mikey Butler getting the cornerback, Adrian Mullen in midfield and TJ Reid being nominated in full forward and Mikey Butler also getting the uh, Young Player of the Year Award as well. And I have to say his... Uh, interview with Marty Morrissey afterwards mm. was brilliant if you haven't seen it yet go check it out because it was just hilarious and as only Mikey Butler could do put Marty in his place as well uh, I don't know He's, yeah Marty's a bit smaller than uh, Mikey now to be fair I mean he was dead right he does have a couple of inches on him so uh, but when you look at the the all-stars I mean for the hurlers and you're yeah. just looking at them and the majority of them are 6 foot 1 6 foot 2 mm-hmm. heading up to Garrow at 6 foot 6 like yeah. mother of Jesus if you were trying to look up to all them it'd be great if you had them all on the one team yeah it would be absolutely brilliant and just on Mikey Butler there like I think you know it's absolutely brilliant that he got an all-star I think definitely out of everybody on the Kilkenny panel this year he certainly warranted one and there was probably question marks whether he was actually going to get one because he had been nominated for the Young Hurler of the Year but you know look at the performance that, he's, that he put in throughout the year for Kilkenny it's been absolutely brilliant and even like rumblings coming out of the Kilkenny training ground after training he's the one lad that none of them wanted to mark at all because he would just go to town and and you know really good to see a lad in his first year performing yeah. so well and seems to be very modest as well oh, like, without you know, a shadow of a doubt yeah, yeah which is really really good to see as well and he'd been looked after by Hugh as well like mm. I mean he could share and feel the love between them yeah. all there as well I suppose it's a great uh, story of where Mikey had come from and I mean anyone that knows Mikey have often seen him on the sideline before with the water and going mm-hmm. to the matches he was unlucky he was to be under 20 captain at one stage and got injured mm-hmm. um, and then he couldn't take part in it either but uh, what a story and I suppose this brings me to my next point because while it's an underdog story and we did see the underdog series uh, last Saturday um, my question is and I'm going to put it to you we've seen football yeah. we've seen great players come out of it I mean we've, they found Kieran Dohany from one stage of it um, the football seemed to work okay the hurling um, not so much I mean Waterford was a very strong team at the weekend but when you have the likes of Claire O'Connor uh, who was a fantastic camogie player herself wouldn't it be nice to see an underdog series with the women? Yeah, and I don't see why it couldn't happen. Like, you know, it would be absolutely... I think Mags Darcy took part in the ladies' um, football underdogs, didn't she, a couple of years ago? 
she could have now I, I can't say did. for yeah, definite I think she did um, yeah no I don't see why like every other code has been looked after so why not um, why not do the Camogie one like I think Camogie's now gone to a stage where there probably is an awful lot of players throughout the whole country that don't put themselves forward to wear an intercounty jersey and I think like there's some real gems that we've probably been we've probably missed out on over the last number of years and I do think it's some certainly something that you know should be looked at I think it would certainly help the profile of Camogie and I do think that the profile of Camogie is getting a lot bigger and I think it's justified in the fact that we should be able to do an underdogs team like and you know we have so many great past Camogie players that would easily be able to take up the reins there like you know it would be you know it'd be great to see the likes of Versa Jacob take up the rein and Dalton to take up the rein you know some of these fantastic players from Galway as well like you know it would be to be something that'd be really really good to see and sure you're dead not? right back in 2006 she was yeah. a, a member of it you're dead right I mean I'm thinking of players like Kate Kelly mm-hmm. you have Ursula Jacob is there you know you have uh, Susan Erner above yeah. in Galway mm-hmm. you know you have Elaine Elward from ourselves is yeah. there and obviously we need to find a couple of Irish speakers that might be in the case but, but sure we have Ethan Cassidy from Schlockneil yeah she's um Gale talk speaker like she could easily that could easily be done as well like you know it's definitely something I think that you know it should be it should be really really looked at and it would be brilliant to see for again for the publicity for Camogie Well I was watching the, the game last Saturday evening and I was just thinking to myself like wouldn't it be great that if they had a makeup of an underdogs for the women and they're going out against a, a team wherever it be whether yeah. it be Kilkenny or Galway or Cork or whatever because it shows the likes of maybe players from Wicklow yeah. it might show a player from Leitrim that can actually play Camogie and put it up maybe to an all Iron champion or an all Iron finalist or whatever and as you mm-hmm. say Camogie is on the rise and yeah. you know to promote it and get that promotion even further mm-hmm. within the level um, I think to be mad not to look at it Yeah I think so and you know because they've done it in all, all the other codes like I don't see why it shouldn't be done and you know it'd be something new something exciting and something that definitely people would kind of get you know get to look at like the underdogs has been a huge success over the last couple of years so why not why not try it with the women Exactly well, something that was a success last year as well was the Come On Count <coughs> Team of the Year. Mm-hmm. And it has been in process since the county finals have ended. Yeah, We do know that the jerseys are almost complete and ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had a couple of rows uh, already. Um, we have... You can't even get the nominations, let alone pick a team. Like This this, this is the issue, like because there are so many good players uh, that's out there at the minute. Um, so I suppose we can announce the format uh, this year is there will be three nominations for our goalie of the year. By the way, this is for every... A, it's for intermediate, uh, junior and senior. So there's three grades that's there for a team of the year. So there will be three nominations for goalkeeper. There will be 12 nominations for the back, but we work it in a way that we don't pick a cornerback, a fullback and a cornerback, etc. It will be six backs, uh, literally. Um, There will be four nominations for midfield and there will be 12 nominations for the forward line. And again, the same applies there. There won't be a corner forward, etc. It will be just six forwards that will be picked because the standard this year, while it was good last year, has been unbelievable this year with numerous players getting countless uh, nominations and top scorers and scores to beat the band and everyone so this year has been really 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 tough to try and even narrow down the nominations of who that can be so while it's not being brought to you at the minute work is ongoing in the background and hopefully within the next week or so we should be able to narrow it down a bit more to bring the nominations and we will be doing that uh, on a special podcast of come on kind with ourselves but uh, yeah I suppose then we have the joyous task of like the PWC and the All-Star Committee of picking who's going to be the standout player of the year in all those three grades and already looking down even at the page of the nominations uh, and the people that we have in front of us to pick out of it could be anybody yeah it's crazy like there's just do you know what there's so many players that are really after but you know popping up this year and you know it's great to see that there's such a mixture of players like I think forwards alone I think there's nearly over 30 forwards that have come in like so it's trying to whittle that down to 12 and then trying to whittle that 12 down to 6 is 
it's next to near impossible as it is and you know to be fair like we are taking every nomination that has come in from all everybody that has been out looking at the games and that's how that's how we are picking the nominations so the more nominations obviously which are the spies ourselves exactly uh, the referees etc so all those nominations that have mm -hmm. been coming in all over the year are all down on a page here in front of us and we are trying at current speed to whittle that down as Anya said to the 12 backs and forwards the four midfielders etc and then we have to even whittle the the players of the 15 that isn't going to be in the team of the year to have someone that's going to be the standout player of that year as well Mother of God, I, I don't know. Will we have this done at Christmas at all? Oh, I don't know. We? I don't actually know at this stage. I tried to sit down the other night and do it, and I actually just nearly pelted the laptop away because I was like, I can't, can't be dealing with it. It's, um, it's excellent. And you know what? I think it's actually nearly a harder task than it was last year. And, Much. and, and you know what? It's great to see so many new names kind of coming to it. There's not, there's not really a, a huge overlap of what was there last year either. No, and there's not a huge overlap of county players yeah. to club players either yeah, exactly. there's an amount of club players that has stood out this year yeah huge there's a lot of new names after coming to the four there as well and a lot of young players after coming up and really after popping in out of nowhere which is great to see too it certainly is well it doesn't make the task any easier uh, so it doesn't but look that's what we're here for yeah. that's what our job and that's what we have to try and do well It has been a short enough podcast this evening, but uh, that is all from us for this week. Don't forget, best of luck to Mount Leinster Rangers at the weekend as they take on Maynooth in their quarterfinal. And we will be previewing Thomastown and uh, St. Vincent's of Dublin next week as they take on... Uh, the Dublin champions in the semi-final on the 12th of November so that's what's going to be on the podcast next week and if things go according to plan we might be able to give a couple of nominations for uh, some of our team of the year as well but hopefully you are enjoying this season of the club player um, and promoting the club player as well and that's what we try to do as we prepare for the winter season before we start off on season four again with the intercounty season kicking off back in January, which won't be long coming around either. But don't forget, wherever you get your podcast, to have a like, subscribe to it. You'll get a notification when the podcast goes live, whether that be on Spotify, Apple, you'll get it through scoreline.ie on the KCLR 96FM app or wherever you usually download and listen to your podcasts, we will be there and available. Just look up Come On Kind and all of the episodes. You can go back and have a listen to all of the club ones this year if you want to and see how they are going. It's going all right so far now. Yeah, it is. It actually is, yeah. It's grand. It is. It's going well. Right, uh, that is it. We will be preparing as well, obviously, for the county conventions that's coming up shortly. Uh, Hopefully, we will also next week have a chat with some of our sponsors of the Come On Kind team of the year as well as we try and give a bit of promotion to our sponsors uh, and that because they are an important part of being able to bring this to you. But for ourselves here in the KCLR studios here in Kilkenny, it is the end of episode 12 and until next week it's goodbye from myself and Anya thanks bye this is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Anya Fahey oh, no!